welcome to the Hedge Witch's Almanac with me, Carly. And me, Rachel. I hope you're all really, really well and have had excellent um, festive celebrations, whatever they may be. Um, what did you get up to, Carly? I know yours was quite different to mine. I had a really lovely, quiet one and I really needed it. And I'm very glad to get back to reality, but I'm still here with my Christmas tree up. <laughs> So I haven't got that much back to reality. I just haven't got round to taking it down. But yeah, that needs to go. But it's great to be kind of like glad it's done because, yeah, I, I ate way too much. But how about you, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit jealous of your really quiet one. However, it was really nice. We saw lots of family and things and it just goes by in a whirl, doesn't it, if you're busy and... Mm. I'm, I'm like you ready to be back to normality our Christmas tree has gone I couldn't stand it any longer once we're <laughs> back at school back at work I'm like no you can go again well you see I got my Christmas tree okay this is the joke I got my Christmas tree on literally the 22nd of December it was the last real tree it was literally <laughs> like on its last legs and the guy in the shop was like just take it just take it for a fiver just take it <laughs> that a massive real tree you know and I was thinking okay like you can't polish your turd but I got it looking really good <laughs> I actually saved it I saved this tree and I know it's not you know I, I know like not everyone's into the like real Christmas tree thing but my daughter is hell-bent every year still on like having a real tree so yeah not next year because I found myself last year in literally August September still finding pine needles and that is not you know I'm not looking forward to that this year that is the one issue with real trees but yeah I, I got it looking good even though it was very dead <laughs> I've got a system for you for next year then there's a place near me and obviously we're hoping you're going to relocate near me um that, um, one day <laughs> it will a place literally just down the road where you borrow them in a pot so it's it gets dug up from where it is you house it obviously you have to give it a name because you can't have a living tree in your house without a name um I think ours was Donald the first year we did it I don't oh, know oh I love this and then when you're done you take it back and they replant them and most of them survive I'm not going to say it's like foolproof I think there are some issues but obviously you just keep watering watering the pots and if you tag it presuming it survives you can borrow the same tree year after year obviously you have to have an ever-increasing size of lounge or whatever to put it in but um yeah you can borrow it and that way they don't shed as many needles because they're alive and yeah all good if they kill it though it's just like the goldfish isn't it they could just give you another one and stick exactly. your tag on it and you'd never know so exactly. yeah there's always that one kid that's like that doesn't look the same that's not the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> shut up kids yeah <laughs> But yeah, yes, I will be. So in terms of like the new year, yes, I'm trying to relocate to live near Rachel. But as is the way with house selling, buying all that stuff, it is all, there's always a little, you know, snag usually. So yeah, it is going to happen, new year plans. And yeah, that's quite exciting. And actually, on that note, so there is a little bit of a theme with this. We are going to be talking about a tree today. And that is very much the theme with this tree is like new starts, new beginnings, things like that. And that tree we are talking about. And every time I go to write this to Rachel or something, my phone auto corrects it to bitch. But we're actually <laughs> going to talk about the birch tree. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
so yeah obviously I say the word bitch a lot on my phone I don't know not bitching about people I don't know why but yes we're going to talk about the birch tree I'm going to stop waffling and this has many different names such as Beth Bolia oh great pronunciations again today lady of the woods birth canoe tree paper tree silver birch white birch there's also <clears throat> Breza and Burke. So this tree has the element of water. It has a feminine energy. Its planet is the sun. The zodiac signs are Taurus and Libra. It is said to be connected to the Empress card in tarot. And deities it's linked to are Venus, Thor, Brigid, Diana and Keridwim. And this truly is all about new starts, new beginnings, also establishing boundaries, birth, rebirth, fertility, new ideas, journeys and initiation, journeys as in more like life journeys, initiation, also driving out evil. There are quite a few little stories linked to that theme with this tree. Cleansing, connection to the young, change, leaving behind old ways, patterns, things or people whose influence is detrimental to you, loss of familiar things, losing fear of the unknown, welcoming changes, good fortune and happiness, energy, vitality, protection and dun, 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 exorcism. I mean, you know, I always need to be conscious of what tree I need to use for exorcism. <laughs> especially with having a teenage daughter um <laughs> just perform the exorcism once a month and we're fine she's she's like back to normal without her head swiveling for the rest of the month so the birch is the first of the trees in the ogham and represents the number one and the beginning of your own personal journey through the trees the birch is the first tree to colonize, dropping its leaves and twigs to enrich the soil for other trees to follow. It is a tree of great life and giving properties. It represents new beginnings, new opportunities, a journey, physical or spiritual. It represents a time to prepare yourself for changes, to begin any new situation, it helps to consciously put yourself into a new frame of mind. You may need to spiritually prepare yourself, leaving behind old hopes or ways of thinking. So the birch has often been used historically in cleansing and driving away evil. Working with the birch can help you to consciously rid yourself of any unhelpful influences in your life, which hold you back from moving forwards. So akin to how the birch sheds its bark, shed the old unhelpful aspects of your life to make way for the new to come in. And I know you and I kind of, I guess we in a way work to the witch's new year. So like Samhain, so November 1st, but I still, I kind of work with the two really because I did set some new intentions from November but then it's nice because we also have the new year too so I feel like you know it's like a couple of months on and then it, it sort of solidified some of my intentions and built on some that I set so I don't know about you Rach is that something that 
I don't know what do you kind of work to for your new year if if you do definitely both but also I just add more in I have loads because it's one of the best things to me about being a witch you can go by every moon cycle you can go by the solstices which I also do or you can go by any point in the year where you feel like there's some kind of transition that's relevant to you so I definitely celebrate new year and I like January it always feels like a blank page for me that must yeah. be a historical thing before awareness of kind of witches new year and things like that um but definitely from um post sour because then i'm thinking about contemplating and you know contemplating what's been and what i'd like to come but yeah after solstice as well i do because i'm like right it's getting lighter now it doesn't feel like it but it is and consider that a new start as well so yeah I'm just all about I think every day I could wake up and be like oh it's a brand new t- it's a brand new time to start there are so many ways in the craft to I because I kind of before I I was obviously into the craft when I was really young like as a kid and as a teenager and then I sort of you know fell out of a lot of the ways and new year for me was always a massive thing and then you know coming back to the craft it was like there's every opportunity you've got a full moon a new moon you've got like sabbaths you've got uh, there's just so many things to work with and I am somebody who is very much about evolving and you know assessing things and changing things so I'm always in my you know element with that aspect of the craft and like self-improvement and so on and I guess you know this is such a I guess you know there's always there is that thing about new year's resolutions and people do always say they don't stick and things like that but to be honest I think they can like there were things I set at you know like literally back to school time last year because I was riding off the back of the back to school you know you get that little feeling don't you in the autumn where it's like buy your new stationery and start start setting new things and that this is kind of the time where I've like been the best at building on habits and just increasing them and like it's more about the consistency rather than like we were talking about on the last episode rather than like huge massive changes all in one go like continuously building little increments and little changes on top of one another, like stacking the habits. And I really feel like that's paid off for me from 2022. Like that's the best thing I can look back on last year for. But that that's exactly right. And you've just made me think of like three more new starts as I sit then. So September, like you say, that always feels like a time to shift things because it's the end of the academic year or rather the start of the academic year. Um, but also you've got your birthday <laughs> because yeah yeah that's got relevance as well like suddenly I'm however old and you know what am I going to do with this next um year and then you know if you are so inclined your tax year what about April <laughs> spring so there are new things but for a lot of people if you were going to close down a business or start a business or change something around then April might be a good time to start doing something new and obviously with the zodiac you know Aries is your first of the zodiac so there's something else that suggests that that should be the start of the year. Um, just slightly on a tangent, coming back to the Zodiac stuff, because you said that Birch is associated with Taurus and Libra. Um, yeah, yeah. Entering Hecate's garden, it's listed as being linked to Capricorn. But then that just made me think again, if with everything we're talking about, 
if you can have a new start with a silver birch tree or a birch tree of any kind, then why wouldn't it be relevant to lots of different um, signs of the zodiac as well? You know, it's it just seems it feels like it's got flexibility and potential in abundance. Capricorn makes more sense, actually. And it's funny because I looked at loads of different sources and I didn't come across that. But again, it is this is the month of Birch. January is the month of Birch. So it would make absolute sense for it for it to be Capricorn. And it's kind of confusing because the planet with this, as I said, is the sun. So then that's giving Leo energy as well. It's one of those ones where nothing, you know, a lot of the time we'll look at it and it all aligns and, you know, oh, it's that because of that planet being connected to it. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So this one was a little bit, um, and that's the thing, like when we're doing research, sometimes you'll see so many different things on so many different witchy websites and, and, you know, sources and it is quite hard to pick out which is again this is why we sort of say intuitively like see what you feel because I feel Capricorn makes much more sense I I try to go with what I'll see more sources for you know more that will say it's this star sign or whatever but again like sometimes it doesn't always connect again with the sun that's a masculine energy but this is a very feminine tree a very very feminine one you know it's lady of the woods and so on and we'll get a bit more into that as well what I was going to say with with Libra you know Libra is the scales it's all about balance and actually in terms of feminine and masculine energy um I think I think I'm right in saying and you'll probably go on to it that they produce male and female catkins so there is a balance to it even though it's a very feminine tree anyway I won't like um (laughs) jump in with suppositions of things that I'm not even really sure about I'll let you talk through the detail of it but I think it all makes sense basically everything you've said I can see why it would be linked with it um even if there are different people with different views I think it's like you say keep an open mind and go with what feels right for you yeah definitely exactly that like intuitively what does it feel like to you from the information that we present and I, the one last thing I was going to say in regards to this, I thought it was really interesting, the, the concept of leaving behind old ways, patterns, things or people whose influence is detrimental to you. And that's like, you know, always a theme for a lot of us in January. And it's really hard. Like sometimes, you know, the beginning of a year, if you're working on that, it can be really difficult and change change and healing. Like we we always kind of see it as this super positive thing, but don't get it twisted. Sometimes it can be such a painful process, even if you know that you need to do that. And as someone who's experienced that, experienced that a lot recently, it's really hard. There's a lot of emotions that come with it, even though you need to let go of that crap friend or whatever. It's still, it's still hard. Like, even though you can see what's going to come out of it. Yeah. It stirs up a lot of emotion. So yeah, that's all I wanted to kind of say on that. Um, and also resistance, because when we, there's a really good um, aspect in a book I was reading recently about when we start new resolutions, we, we chug along, we're like really enthusiastic. And then we start doubting ourselves and like the resistance comes in. And I wish I had the book to hand, but this is like a really good sign because it said that on a cellular level, like when you're starting to implement all these new things and so on, you're kind of changing at a cell level. And this is when you start to feel that resistance. This is actually the time when your neural pathways and everything is kind of like 
getting to an acceptance of this is the new us this is like what we need to be doing like it's actually like a good thing but where we're not feeling as enthusiastic and buoyed up to do it we start doubting it and this is often when we drop off and this is the time when if you can just like keep pushing through it and being gentle to yourself this is when it starts to actually stick as a habit and that's something when I learned that and I will kind of I'll see if I can find it on the internet and attach the link to it. But it really made sense to me because, you know, when we set these new routines, that's always the point where we struggle and we give up. But if you can push through that, like so much can come out of it. That's so topical. Sorry to interrupt for something that I heard just yesterday. And I was listening to a podcast. I forget which one because I listened to us to several yesterday. It talked about why that process of change is hard. But if you view change as trying to make yourself a better person, the, the better, best version of yourself that you can be, the best version of yourself will deal with the obstacles better than you will before you've made that change. If you know what I mean, that's yeah. what they were saying. So you have to go through that process to become that version of yourself. Um, and that is that it's the very process that makes you that. So when it gets tough, that's really when you've got to stick at it, isn't it? Unless. Yeah. It's- so tough it's actually detrimental <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that is when the magic happens absolutely <laughs> honestly so hang on in there like you know I know that honestly and for someone who kind of set some things like that end of last year I feel like once you get past that point you're just that you're just flying like you're there and it's it's great it's yeah so don't don't forget that if you've set some new intentions for this year so back to birch so when the birch calls to you it's said to be asking you to cleanse and renew a current situation in your life you have the power to heal and recreate anything you desire and this shows with the birch calling to you that it is the perfect time now for reinvention again lots of new year vibes One of the lessons from the birch energy is to trust that all will be well and don't fear the unknown. That is something I'm so terrible at. So, yeah, don't fear the unknown and nourish yourself whilst you prepare and go through these changes. So the birch is sometimes referred to as the goddess tree. The goddess Venus is said to rule over the birch and it therefore has association with love and fertility. It's known as the lady of the woods, a symbol of beauty and creativity within the forest. Its silvery bark represents moonlight, which it reflects at night, giving it a magical look. And the birch is said to be a symbol of summer ever returning. I wish it could just hurry up. I did some journaling last night and I was like, don't complain or begrudge this time because I am an absolute summer baby. Like the minute the sun comes out uh, in bulk, I'm like, is it time for short shirt and t-shirts? <laughs> Can I go barefoot until October? Like when it's like, no, they've got to go away now. So I feel like, you know, this is a time to just, plop myself in the soil, sit in the darkness. That sounds so negative, but it's like, 
every time I look back on this time of year, as somebody who literally I'm in my element in the summer months, I always have to remind myself, like, it's not going to be like this forever. You know, once Involt comes along, it's going to be exciting. She'll start to see the flowers coming out and, you know, and you just get to the gym, girl, and get that gym body for the summer. That's all I keep thinking to myself. It's, it's snatching up every opportunity to be somewhere close to summer as well isn't it so I don't mean like going on a holiday although obviously if that's your thing then go for it. <laughs> yeah. but, but for me like the sun's out the bit today it's not that cold so I was out in the garden I said to you clearing some stuff up before we started recording and I noticed that I've got big dark red hellebore flowering on the front which is really really nice but if you don't grab those things and you just think it's great it's dark it's whatever and, and hold yourself up it's definitely a time for or rather there is definitely a time during this time of year for staying indoors and contemplating and planning and all that stuff. But you also have to take those opportunities when they come and get a bit of sunshine on your face, don't you? Definitely, definitely. And I know we must appreciate and be in the present. You know, it's just not all of us are, some of us struggle with that genuinely. Like some of us really do. And we're just kind of sitting there waiting for it to be spring and summer again you know if you're anyone that suffers with like seasonal adjustment disorder and things like that it's not easy so yeah when you said about the sun being out I thought you were going to say sun's out guns out (laughs) 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 went out and flexed your muscles in the garden (laughs) I wish I I had now (laughs) in July don't worry (laughs) so So it is said that the birch is the mother of the oak tree because in prehistoric times, it was the birch that prepared the earth floor for the majestic oak to be born. So that makes sense. So we talked a little bit about that at the beginning. So um, where did I say? Yeah, because it's the first tree to colonise. So it enriches the soil for the other trees to follow. So that's why it's given that specific title it is a strong tree that can withstand most temperatures yet it sheds its unwanted bark like a snake shedding its skin so again like lots of rebirth association lots of change transformation it can grow up to 100 feet high and it was seen as a ladder the shamans could climb to reach the gods An ancient custom was to drive out the spirits of the old year with switches of the birch tree in a purification ritual. Even today, birch switches are used in some Swedish saunas to purify the skin. Sometimes it was used for the maypole and the twigs used to start the Beltane fire. Beltane was the one day that adults were released from their marriage vows to go to the birches. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> oh, we spoke about this before, didn't we? Is this, is this go a maying or something? I can't remember the term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just to go to the birches. What if you... be great if you um, married someone non-pagan. You were like, it's part of my belief. <laughs> I need to go off this 1st of May to go to churches. I'm sorry. I'm just following my, my beliefs. So traditionally, couples used to jump over birch twig brush in marriage ceremonies to symbolise their new beginning together in life. 
Birch was also often used to make babies' cradles to ward off malignant spirits. So it's believed to be the first tree the Druids planted on virgin land to create a wood or forest. It's heralded as the tree that was the birth of the forest, which is one of the names that it's given. Birch is the first tree to grow back following a forest being burnt or logging. And birch is derived from the meaning bright or shining in Indo-European and Sanskrit, Sanskrit terminology. And that actually makes a lot of sense because one of the roots of its name, so, so the goddess Brigid, her name also means the same, like bright or shining as well. So they are quite heavily linked, the goddess Brigid and the birch. And it's said that it quite possibly came from the Anglo-Saxon term Bjorgen, meaning to protect or shelter. So the time of the birch tree is 24th December to 20th of January, the first of the 13 tree months in the Celtic calendar. And a time of the birch moon comes just after Yule. So this time is seen as the rebirth of the sun, which is why the birch is perfect due to its new beginnings and rebirth associations. So the birch tree is considered one of the first, first three pillars of wisdom, oak, yew and birch, and can represent the first level of druidic working. Some see the birch as associated with the unicorn, as the unicorn is said to, like the birch, hold a very pure energy. So it's got like an energy of pure love and a high vibration. It's also a tree of the fae. Oh, I'm so, I wish I'd have Googled this, reminded myself how to say this. So there's the Gilly Do, a Scottish guardian tree spirit or fae who are disguised as foliage. They are said to dislike humans and live in birch thickets. Law states that they prefer the birch tree over all others and jealously guard them from humans. Law states that if the spirit of the birch tree touches your head, it leaves a white mark upon you and the, you will turn insane. If it touches a person's heart, the person will die. So, yeah, it's said to have quite a, um, not necessarily a lover of humans, apparently. <laughs> like, clearly not. As, law as law would say, it doesn't like us. Birch trees, yeah, so they've got a lot of connection with the Fae, the Gilly do protects them, but yeah, overall, like lots of other kin spirits that are attached to them and are said to dwell in their treetops. There is another like form of Fae or other kin called the Lyshi, I think it is. But let's also talk about Krampus. I know we are past that time, but Krampus, the half, <laughs> the, the half goat, it's a fucking goat, half horned <laughs> demon that appears at, it's getting old now, sorry. The half, 
yeah. half horned demon. <laughs> that is not, it's not, it will never get old. That appears at children's homes in the dead of night, has his roots entwined with the birch as well. So Krampus is known to carry birch sticks or rooten to swat the naughty little children with and carries with him a birch woven basket on his back. Can you imagine Krampus just weaving himself a little basket? You know, I'm really evil most of the time, but when I'm not, I'm weaving birch baskets. Would you like one? Check out my web. Um, so, yeah, when he's not just stealing children and so on, doing whatever, he's making birch baskets. And using this basket, he transports the children back for his consumption or to take them to hell. <laughs> evil basket. But yeah, hell in a hand basket, yeah. Giving me the basket. Come back later. <laughs> there is also some wickedly dark old Russian folklore that tells how one can obtain their heart's desire with the birch, that being if you are willing to pay with your soul. The magical working would begin with the cutting of young birch trees arranging them within a circle no one would advise that you cut any birch trees but basically if you feel like you need to sell your soul um arrange them within a circle their tips towards circles center so this is very old folklore the summoner would then go to the center of the circle and invoke the old one the devil of the wood Upon his appearance, placing the demon upon a birch stump facing the east, giving a kiss upon the demon's hand and asking it to appear in its true guise, therefore granting their desires. So that's one if you need to do that with your New Year intentions. <laughs> Birches. <laughs> Birches have been used in rituals by way of striking or tapping a person thought to be possessed. So coming back to the exorcism themes here, but also in healing treatments to bring forth purification and rejuvenation. So the birch tree is said to have been of major importance to the Native Americans. The bark was used as a waterproof covering for their homes, but also for the making of canoes, maps, artwork and alike. So there were many tribes that tell a magical folktale of birch bark being offered as a spiritual gift from the trickster deity Wena Buzu. The bark being used ceremonially to wrap the bodies of the dead in preparation for their burial. So it was very, very, very heavily used by them for lots of different things, which I believe partly gave you its name that I said at the beginning of canoe tree and paper tree because of course it was used as a resource for that. So the birch is in terms of animals is linked to the white stag thought to be a creature of the other world representing change or a quest which again links to its associations and also the is it the egret or the egrets and its links to peace? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I couldn't tell you how to pronounce it, but I, I know it. No, <laughs> it's a bird, right? I'm sure it's a bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So the birch is a fine example that there is light and dark in many things and that what can hex can also heal. Because, yeah, it does have a little bit of like a malignant tone to it when we're talking about, you know, with the, you know, treatment of humans and if it will send you insane and so on. But it can also heal. The leaves, syrup and bark have been made into many forms of healing products from tea to beer to oil that has been used for aches and pains. So it's got a resinous substance that is secreted by young shoots and the leaves. So the leaves have acidic properties when and when combined with alkalis create a tonic laxative. So it's said that this can uh, this can aid with gout, always gout. Everything's always used <laughs> How many gout. people suffered with it that, that it had to be like included in all the remedies? I know, got the gout. Everyone's got the gout. Um, also for rheumatism, and you obviously would need to look into this. You definitely need to do your homework, but you can make an infusion, like a birch tea that, is said to treat gout and rheumatism but it also helps with dissolving kidney stones so you can also use the bark in an infusion that can be used for things like that okay so let's go with um a de- okay so let's say a decoction where it's boiled in water so that's a better term for it this will aid like skin eruption. <laughs> That sounds really like really dramatic skin conditions. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to do your homework on this, but it's got a lot of different uses. There's one as well that you can use it as a, and it has been used in medicine relating to pain relief. Birch leaves are also used in the treatment of arthritis. Again, it's got a lot of association with like kidney stones um, from making a tea with the leaves. It does need to be taken over a long period of time. So I'm sure that there are much better solutions other than birch tea that you could look into, but that is one that you can. Um, If you've looked into it and, you know, you're safe, like happy to do this, you can make a tea by steeping two teaspoons of birch leaves per cup for 20 minutes. And you should only apparently have one to one and a half cups over a day. Okay, so to summarize, this tree provides new beginnings to those who are willing to start afresh and cast off negativity unhelpful influences and bad thoughts it can help you concentrate on your desire and hold the image of the desired results firmly in your mind and spiritually again for new beginnings turn your focus to the white of the birch it stands out clearly from distractions and obstruction obstructions even So in spell work, the birch is ideal for using if you want to make your own besom, as it is ideal for purification, but also represents and helps you connect with the goddess. Folklore tells that a birch broom should be used to brush out the old year on the morning after the winter solstice. You could use birch in spells related to purification, protection and exorcism, 
smoke cleansing in your home, using ritual baths for cleansing and protection. You might want to put some in a sachet above your door in your home for protection. Carry on your person for protection against the evil eye. Wear some as an amulet for protection, balance, and to support you with new beginnings. So the month of Birch, January, and also around the Birch moon is a good time to do magic associated with new beginnings. So a great time to do that now with the use of Birch. Magical work done in with that moon and also in the time of Birch adds strength and momentum to any new choices made. So the Birch has applications in magic done for protection, creativity, fertility, birth, healing, again, like being the tree of birth. This is a great one to use for anything related to motherhood, fertility, birth, also healing, um, forest magic. So if you consider yourself a forest witch, again, this is one that you might want to connect with when it comes to like meditations or just using any that you find on your walks out in the forest. It also will help you with magic done relating to like inner authority, self-discipline. So if you need some support on that front. Also, if it's connection to the moon, any like moon magic, so lunar workings, love. Of course, we have like the Beltane Association, like the Fertility Association, um, not just fertility related magic, but also love as well. Because, again, it's related to the goddess Venus. So, yeah, definitely one to use for that and all of its association with Beltane. And, of course, purification is used, but that's one of the key areas, especially when you look at where it's used for, like cleansing, protection, and so on. And, like, just for cleansing your home. So if you need to do anything on that front, Birch is a real good all-rounder for, like, purification, cleansing, protection, keeping away, like, negative spirits, low-level energies, because, of course, it has a lot of power in the area of exorcism. So um, it can also be carried or used in spells like protection spells related to any malicious magic that you might be experiencing. So anyone who might be like you feel like hexing you or even if you are dealing with perhaps people that you need to like banish or stay away from as part of your new intentions. So you might want to, and this is like a nice idea coming back to the name that it has as the paper tree, you might want to create a magical parch parchment um, by gathering birch bark that you find from a tree. So here they say you may be able to find birch bark from a tree that has been struck by lightning, which means that it's chosen by four. And this means the birch paper will keep the writing safe. But to be honest, if you found some fallen birch bark, I think that would just generally be a very magical form of parchment to use, regardless of if it is a tree that has been struck by lightning. <laughs> so like don't 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 need to go like so far out although like I did go to a huge beautiful woods recently and there are actually quite a few trees there that were struck by lightning so I know we're kind of like saying like oh it's such a rare thing it does act, like there were quite a few that I saw in this particular woods so 
yeah, you know, it might be a bit stretching it if you're looking for one struck by lightning, but perhaps just some birch bark that you could use in your grimoire or, you know, just to create anything like perhaps listing out your intentions or I don't know, anything you want to do on that respect, anything using birch bark as paper, I think would be very magical. Birch would be perfect to make a wand from. And this, again, could like be a goddess wand. It could connect you with the goddess. It is, of course, the tree known as the Lady of the Woods. You might want to ask the tree if it will allow you to take a branch and be sure to leave the tree an offering of thanks when you are done. So when I say take a branch, really just mean anything that has fallen to the ground, anything that is just naturally there. Like I'm not insinuating you go out and start hacking away at birch trees by no means. And they apparently appreciate offerings in return for should you take anything from them, you know, even if they shed it, such as pretty stones, seashells, flowers or herbs. And again, please don't ever take bark or anything from a living birch tree as taking the bark will actually like help to kill it. But obviously it's just, you know, disrespecting it and you're trying to work with its magic. So it's highly unlikely you're going to get much back in return. So that's, yeah, all I have for you on the birch. It has way more magical association than I ever imagined before I set out on researching it. Well. I, I just loved it obviously I know I've talked about this before but you know we have a birch in our garden and so the association with magical creatures the fae was really interesting to me because it's at the base of that tree that I found that fairy shoe and <gasps> fairy oh, ring so now I'm like oh maybe it was one of theirs really I shouldn't have taken it and photographed it I'm definitely glad I put it back where I found it because I do not wish to be cursed to insanity or heart troubles or whatever it was that it was going to give me um we need to post that picture in the show notes because I'm be sorry like when you sent me that the day you found it I was just absolutely flabbergasted that is a little fairy clog there's nothing else you can tell me like it's just a little clog shape isn't it kind of thing I looked at it in every way to try to find any alternative thing that it could be and it, it just isn't it's just a little shoe like I said it had every bit of shape I think I found another picture didn't I that I hadn't posted that showed it from a different angle or something I think I'll see what I can find um, but that bit was obviously really interesting to me and oh it, it just it feels they're all trees are magical aren't they but there is something yeah. very special about the birch um what did I I made a few little notes and things oh yeah when you said about um it being the mother of the oak and symbolizing sort of early growth and things it makes sense because certainly in relation to or in comparison to other trees around here our birch gets its leaves really early so it would be kind of the the forerunner of, of birth it's you know saying it's time to be born now but also it loses its leaves early which again is a sign that you know you said about don't fear the unknown it's happy to go into that darker time of the year it's happy to to shed everything snake-like like you said it just it all makes a great deal of sense basically I said at the beginning that I'd looked at um, entering Hecate's garden and 
you had got oh I've totally forgotten oh the white stag was the animal associated mm. with it. and in entering Hecate's garden again it's different but you know like we say all in, intuition and, and whatever works for you but the animal that um, is associated with it according to Cindy Brannan is the wolf and we are coming up to the wolf moon aren't we full yeah, moon in two days absolutely. time so what I'm going to do is what she suggests in here, because you talked about the things that you could create with the bark, assuming we have some fallen bark that I can try and dry out in time, I don't know. It, she talks about creating a power sigil using birch bark. Says that yeah. is a supreme binder. And when obviously when harvesting in the wild, look around the base of the tree for shed pieces. But to use your astrological sign, letters in your name, any other signals important to you, to construct your own power sigil not something I've ever done but I'm I'm going to do that I'm going to find something um, on the day of the wolf moon and have a little ceremony doing something like that I think because that seems like a really lovely way of incorporating what you said you know creating something from the paper paper like bark but also yeah bringing some power into my life <laughs> absolutely and I think it's funny isn't it because it's such a Con there's so like we were saying this tree has the light and the dark its name and association links to the light and you know the coming of the the light coming back and you know summer being around the corner and so on so it has that sun association but so much moon association as well even when they yeah. talk about you can you see like the birch at times it does have that silvery glimmer to it it's so it's beautiful like yeah it almost like does shine you know if, if you see it at night especially against snow and things like that it really does give off that silver shine but yeah again lots of like contradictions with this one um but I just love the the fae association and all the the stroppy fae that are in there hating on us humans <laughs> Definitely. Putting their shoes at us for us to find and get then getting the hump <laughs> come up and obsess about them and look at them and so on. Yeah. <laughs> just just grumpy little Fay that just want us to go away. <laughs> Understandably at times. Right. Well, with all that in mind, I hope that might gear you up for some perhaps new habits and letting things go and being inspired for your new intentions. That's all we have for you today. If you would like to obtain any grimoire sheets from any of the work that we've done on the podcast, we will put a link in the show notes to join our Patreon, the Witches Institute, for just £6 a month. You get access to a ton of witchy content. And like I say, the, the grimoire pages can be found in there so you can revert back to all of this information. And we will catch up with you next week. So thank you for joining us and best of luck with all your new plans and intentions for 2023.